0: Hey everybody, welcome. There's a little something special and different happening. I'm in the car. This is Father Luke with uh, Brother Gabriel. How's it going? Good evening, welcome. Here we are, and it's the Feast of the Conversion of St. Paul. And we thought we'd talk just about that a little bit, comparing it to what's been kind of happening in uh, the culture of America here recently, all the controversy. And then also um, we're getting ready to go to the March for Life in Washington, D.C., and uh so anyways, you know the story of Saint Paul. He was a persecutor of the church, Saul of Tarsus, was, you know, arresting people. He witnessed the stoning of the first martyr, Saint Stephen, one of the deacons there, at Book of Acts, you can read about that. And uh a little bit later he's on the way, the road to Damascus, and he has an encounter with the risen Jesus, has a huge conversion became, you know, St. Paul, the author of many of the letters in the New Testament and the Bible and a great evangelizer and uh, bringing the gospel and the message of Jesus. And uh, so today's the feast day in the Catholic Church we celebrate his conversion, which is kind of different, right? Yeah, it's kind of usually have a martyrdom or a feast day of the person, but to have a feast just for his conversion is pretty, pretty cool. Pretty different. And, uh, you know, Brother Gaber, I was thinking about you, actually. Uh-oh. And, uh, you know, with all the uh, things going on in the culture, there's a lot of strife social media and a lot of tension around, you know, the dinner table and co-workers around the, the water ta- tank at the office or, or especially surrounding politics and hot-button yeah. topics. And, and uh, I was thinking, you know... It would be so much easier to just kind of write people off. Yeah. You know, and somebody disagrees with what I believe in or somebody, you know. It's safer. I mean, you put someone in a box, you kind of, okay, if you're that side or you're this side, you put them in a box and then it's easier because then it's protective. It's kind of a defensive mechanism. Yeah. And, uh, you know... With Saint Paul and his conversion, you have the Lord having mercy on him in the readings today in the office for Saint Paul, 1 Corinthians 15, I think he says something about I am what I am by the grace of God. And Jesus showed an extreme example of his mercy in calling me, you know, a persecutor of the church. And and I was thinking, you know, when we follow Jesus, we call ourselves Christian, you know, or Catholic. We just we don't have the option of ever writing anybody off. Mm-hmm. And, that, and sometimes it's hard, you know. We pray and we encourage. And, you know, sometimes you run into people who are, maybe they're in error about all kinds of things. And even now we have some politicians claiming to be Catholic, but then they're kind of pro-abortion or whatever. And you kind of wanted to say, why don't you just leave? But you never ever hear the church say that. Mm-hmm. And it's like... God never gives up on anybody, till the moment you die. You know, He's, His grace is there, His mercy, mm-hmm. and then we have to try to imitate that. You know. We, we, yeah, to try to see them how, see other people as the as the Lord sees them. Like they're always not yeah. to, to give them room to change. Absolutely. You know? And now, the reason why it made me think of you is because, you know. Let's say now it's 2017, you're a Franciscan brother, you're in the seminary, you're a pretty good guy. Oh, I you can't say that about yourself, I'll say it about you. But, uh, you know, 10 years ago, you probably should have been in jail, right? <laughs> 10 years ago, <laughs> 21, well, it was a fun year, I'll say. Oh, look out, look out. <laughs> There's children listening to this. No, just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> No, no, I'm just kidding. It's a little projection there. I mean, when I was a teenager, I wasn't going to church and I wasn't, I wasn't really on board with what was right and wrong. And with God, I was kind of following the culture. And so God had mercy on me. God had mercy on Saul. You know, we kind of have to always hold on to that hope and that love for people and uh, never giving up on them, never putting them in a box, never, you know, hoping and praying for conversion I think the greatest example, which needs to be mentioned, so I want to mention it right now if you don't mind, is Jane Roe of Roe v. Wade, the famous, Uh, you know, Supreme Court case legalizing abortion in America. It was uh, January 22nd, 1973. Mm -hmm. Jane Roe uh, never actually had the abortion, and she had a conversion. She ended up having a tough life and... um, she was even running an abortion clinic for a while or something, and then she has this huge conversion. And now she's a pro life Catholic. Wow. Like Jane Rowe of Roe v. Wade is a pro life Catholic. Norma McCorvey is her name. Her autobiography is really a great read. It's called One by Love. Wow. And it was the loving witness of um, pro lifers that kind of converted her heart. So, you know, kind of like a modern example of St. Paul. Mm-hmm.
1: So, people
0: who didn't write her off. Yep, exactly. You know, so here we are. It's the conversion to St. Paul. We're getting ready to have the March for Life in Washington. And uh, yeah, just a word to everybody who's listening to uh, pray, to to seek the Lord and his mercy, and to never give up on anyone mm. because God never does. Amen. Amen. Any parting words? See you at the march. God bless you. See you then.